Welcome to the new game Bullshit. This is Jeffrey Wittenhagen. I'm an author of multiple gaming books, including collector's guides for both the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I'm a huge fan of action RPGs like The Legend of Zelda and obscure systems like the Neo Geo and TurboGrafx-16. And we've got guys. Hey, hey. I'm big into uh, No Death Runs, High Score Runs, uh, collector of all things vintage and retro. Uh, pretty much anything video game related. Also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. And we've got Daria. Daria here, and I'm a collector and enthusiast of all things role-playing. I also run a burgeoning YouTube channel which covers retro game review and indie game coverage. You can find that at youtube.com slash dariaplays, T-O-O. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. Little Ninja Brothers rules. Have you played the sequel, Daria, for the SNES? Super Ninja Brothers? Yeah. A little bit, but I, um... Super. Not as much as I played the first one. Is it, do you know if it's... Because I I have it too, I just haven't given it a shot. Is it just as good, or do you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd say it's, it's just as good. Sweet. Prettier. Yeah. It's, Much prettier. I think I think oh, it sweet. controls a little bit better in the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the um I like the battles better, I think, in mm-hmm. the in the second one. Absolutely. Like I didn't really care for the NES battles at all. It kind of turned me off to where I didn't really want to beat it. It would be I uh, you know what I did a review for this actually. I have a video review of of the game. Um it's a lot more fun if you can find someone to play it with you. It is made the get the the difficulty is geared towards two players. Oh, interesting. That that actually makes sense from my experience. Like, I just didn't. I I felt like it was unbalanced. Kind of like the. It is. Yeah. It is. In the beginning, is it's a little rough getting started because it's it's got your basic RPG thing of out the door you're gonna get your ass kicked, uh. and it's weird because levels don't help you very much. Like when you level up, you gain like five hit points. Sometimes, and other times you gain like twenty hit points. So it's it's, it's more of a beat 'em up than a than a role playing game. When they say bros in the title, they actually mean it. You got to play with someone oh, yeah. else. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you're playing single player, the bosses are RPG menu battles, and you summon your second player. So at least if you're playing one player, you can still use both characters at that in those battles, and you have to. Very interesting. It's it's a it's a culture brain game, and there are they don't do normal games. They're all they always do like hybrids. They mix they like to mix genres. If you uh, uh, want to play any of them, um, I don't know if either of you have played Magic of Shahrazad. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
that game's awesome. Too. That is that's like to- as far as I'm concerned, that's like top tier NES. I don't think that gets anywhere near the acclaim that it should. Okay. It's an excellent Zelda slash role playing game. What about Crystallis? Where would you rate that amongst? <sighs> oh, that's like AAA. Yeah, Crystallis is awesome. <laughs> Crystallis is one of my favorite games. Those two are. Just, mm. I've never actually really given Shahrazad enough time. Faria is another one that people don't know about. Faria is hard. Those rough. towers are fucking hard. Yeah. My God. Yeah, Faria, Faria is an expensive game. It's it's honestly not that good. A lot of people didn't buy it. Yeah. That's I think why it's kind of like uncommon. I got towards the end. I I had a thread going. I I got I got pretty damn far in it. I should probably go back and beat it at some point. If you know how to get through the towers but the towers are like oh my god that's what makes it daunting it's it's you're meant it is a game that's meant to be played with graph paper yeah like you have to know where to go and what to do kind of yeah mm-hmm. and that's the daunting part <laughs> yeah it's the the towers almost get to a point where they're so large they're just they're kind of they they err on the side of tedious and it's like okay mm-hmm you have to have, like, game FAQs open or something. Well, it's like my, my buddy's dad sitting in his basement playing for, like, all day long. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of shit. I, <laughs> I was playing, I got, I wasn't using any help. Like, I have the map now. But at the time, I was using graph paper. And it's it's doable, but it's it's just, and if you make a mistake, it gets a little confusing. It's brutal. Oh, yeah. Because you get to the point where you're, you go through, like, stairs and you don't know exactly where they're putting you <laughs> good times yeah i hate that when you like warp on the stairs to a different section yeah of the next there, level. there are lots of times I, I look at my graph paper i start to draw in a, a separate section that i notice is like oh this connects over here so i gotta redraw it to connect the two and, and when you look at it floor by floor like this stairwell doesn't match up yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> definitely yeah and then it's like crap i gotta start all over it's like a dragon quest type thing God. Mm-hmm. Go. The battles were kind of cool because they were, um, <laughs> even though they were random battles and it opened up a new battle screen, they were action yes. battles. Yes. So it was kind of like a Star Ocean game in that respect. Or like um, uh, Chronicles of Radio War. Yes. Which is a Japanese translated game that is quite excellent. I have a copy of that on translated cartridge. I do too, actually. Yeah, I only have I only have I own three reproduction games. That is one of them. I know Chronicles. You have two characters, don't you? Yeah, which is awesome. You got like the Pink Knight. <laughs> I liked how it it didn't. Most NES RPGs, it's like you go to a town, you do your mission, and then you kind of throw that town away, and you go to the next one. You never see the rest of the world. You know, you never go back. You don't do that in Chronicles. You actually, yeah, Chronicles. You they send you your missions will send you back and forth between like you revisit towns and do different things. And mm-hmm. I liked how it had more of a sense of the world wasn't disposable. You were I- engaging with a with a particular place. I like that. Yeah, I definitely didn't like like most games. I didn't put enough time into it, so. It's it's definitely on a, a list. <laughs> it's well, it's it's been years since I've played it, but that was kind of a I that stuck with me. That was an impression. Yeah, absolutely. So um, and I don't know if we were recording. I don't think we were, but but basically, like even if you Dara considered a RPG a short one, the way that me and Kyle play or Kyle and I play, 
is that we grind to, so that way we're a badass throughout the game. Yeah. And so even a short one's not going to be short for us. But, yeah, you guys get your time. You get your your time out of it yeah and i and it's more toward the beginning that i get my time and out of it and and the irony is going at it my mentality is always like well the battles later will be shorter yeah there are certain games i play that way like i've spent hours leveling in like nino no kuni or lost odyssey or even final fantasy i think the games that are structured like final fantasy are the ones i play that way but um but also though um we're gonna do a, a zelda link to the past we need to. Oh, you're gonna make me actually play that, you bastards! But no, I like the original Zelda. I like the original. Do you like Zelda two as well, or not really? Well, we should do a Zelda one for the NES episode. I don't like Link to the Past, and I can never get farther than I get to the first town. <laughs> well, because like Zelda Link to the Past is my favorite <laughs> game of all time, so I that know, would be the. I first, don't know why I don't like it. That would be the first <laughs> one that I would want to talk about. Like. I see that's something you're actually gonna make me play that. <laughs> I I mean I honestly, if you want to do Link to the Past, I I need to play if you it. I can play give it. it a, I'm not gonna beat it, but Get her to I can give it, it a real. Because we Jeff and I, that's like our baby. If nothing else, I can create a podcast where everyone like hates me because I don't like their beloved game. <laughs> I don't give a fuck either way. Yeah, no, you're everybody's entitled. <laughs> as long as you have valid points, it's not an issue. It's it is a game that people. It's a beloved game. Yeah, it really is though. Like there are people that just don't understand why someone couldn't love something that's so perfect. I understand it. It's it's how I feel when someone tells me they don't like Shining Force and I just want to punch them. Yeah. It's like, no, you're an idiot. It's a timing thing too. <laughs> I mean, that game came out and I got it when I was a kid, and there's all that too. Yeah, and and to put things in perspective, I actually played through one of the hardest Zelda Link to the Past hacks, which is Parallel Worlds, and I played through before they remodeled it, and it was very trollish, and I was still able to get through almost all of it. Got to the Parallel Tower, and it's like. 25 stories and if you make a misstep at the 20th floor you go all the way down to one <laughs> like you go all the way back up there's boss fights on every floor and it's fucking brutal it's funny because the original zelda is like one of my favorite games like, me too i adore oh, I love the first god me too i could just that's like comfort food and then it's like i tried to play link to the past and i didn't have a super nintendo so this is i was playing much much later yeah and i i don't like the art style like, I absolutely hate Fat Link. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't, he looks like a little fat kid running around. I don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Link. Yeah. T.A. too many biscuits. That's why he gets the running boots later, so he can run off the fat. <laughs> he gets the dash boots. I don't know what it is. And, it, like, Zelda's all triangles. I don't know. The game bugs me. <laughs> <laughs> and the, be- I th- the beginning has poor pacing. It's like, it, it's... I know it's supposed to be like this epic thing. It throws you into a castle and it's like there's a storm raging outside and isn't this cool? And you get through that and then it's like, I don't know where the fuck to go. And I get to the town. It's like, what do I do now? I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of done with this. That's the point. It's it's open ended. I once heard a funny story. Like, you know how your, your uncle leaves and he's like, don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a story. Dude, <laughs> a dude too. waited for like two hours. Didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> I was just thinking about something that's ironic, though. It's like, you, you didn't like that you're dropped off in the town, didn't know where to go, but you liked Legend of Zelda, where you're dropped off in the middle of nowhere and nowhere to go. I know, the beginning, I, I don't I don't know. I can't, I can't quantify why I don't like it. 
I just, and I've tried. It's not like I played it once and was like, eh, I didn't like that. I've, I've played it like five or six times I've tried to start this game and I get to the same point and I'm just like, eh. So you just get to the town? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, basically at that point, it, it goes to the RPG trope where they expect you to talk to everybody. And once you do that, it actually, you talk to the right person, it puts an icon on the map and it sends you on your quest. I've apparently never found that person. I, I need to just game fact the person and go from there, I think. It's the top right house is there's, um... I mean, I get the... They give me a bottle and I fuck around with some fairies and yeah. I get my ass kicked by some chickens. I don't know. And then I'm just like, I'm done with this. <laughs> well, if you talk to the old lady in the top right house, she says, oh, my husband is in the desert. And then you go down, like, to, like, a little shack, and the person outside the shack says, oh, that guy, he's over here, and he puts a little icon on your map. Okay. And then you can start off getting your penance for the Master Sword quest. I like Link's Awakening. That's an excellent game. Oh, I love that game. Amazing game. I, I love Four Swords. Amazing game. I love Wind Waker. I, actually, I, I love Link Between Worlds as well. I need to play that. I don't have that one yet. After you play through, um, after we make you play some Link to the Past, um, <laughs> it'll be good be too because a lot there's a lot of references like parallels, even though it's not the same game, it's kind of the same map almost. Link Between Worlds. Yeah, it's like a huge tribute to Link to the Past. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, they they add that whole painting merge. It's a forty dollar game. <laughs> I stopped buying. I got kind of burned out on zelda um the stupid train game oh fuck that game yeah fuck that game i don't even i don't like either of the ds ones because of the fucking controls um fortunately especially for the listeners um if you use an ace card on your ds which is the little sd card loader like a everdrive but for the ds you can mm-hmm. actually apply cheat codes one of the cheat codes <laughs> is change it so link can be used with the d-pad <laughs> you can be ran around with the D-pad, so you have to use the fucking stylus to run. Like, so you can make everything like it plays oh, yeah. like the original Legend of Zelda. I hated that. You can play like the original Legend of Zelda with the Ace card. I think that was part of my. I think that was my problem with it was the damn. I hate style. I hate games that force touch controls on you. I hate gimmicks yeah. being forced. Mm-mm. That's like Mario Kart when you'd use the fucking uh, motion controls, and me and Kyle are just running into the fucking side of the wall because it ain't working right, and we're like, yeah. fuck this game. Early, I think early <laughs> gen. Because <laughs> I, I didn't like the Kirby game where you had to, like, the canvas curse, you had to draw the little fucking lines to make the ball roll slowly. <laughs> Yoshi's Touch and Go is the worst. It's very gimmicky, for it's sure. It's not even a game. They released a Fuckers. Wii U version of that fucking Kirby game, though. And I'm like, I definitely. Someone not. liked it. I'm like, I looked at it. I'm like, the art style looks cool because it's like claymation almost. But I remembered playing on the DS and it was fucking terrible. So, I, I mean, they probably fixed whatever issues I had with it. But I'm not willing to take a forty to sixty dollar chance at this point. You know what else I don't like? Ocarina of Time. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's hell yeah. Awesome. Throw curveball in there. I, I apparently just spit in the face of traditional Zelda fans. <laughs> I ironically, like, I obviously played the shit out of it when I was, you know, growing up. And, like, it was more, I think we were in high school, me and Kyle, at that point. Yeah. Um, but it, the, the graphics, it doesn't really. It, yeah, it's, it's so fugly. It's that tied and true, like, it's ugly now, like, PS1 and N64 era. The 
3DS remake is pretty beautiful, but it's on a small screen. Um, I haven't tried it since I got the XL or whatever. I have the GameCube HD version. Nice. It's it's still it's better on the 3DS one because they redid all the they redid all the graphics and stuff on the 3DS one. Yeah. No, it's still it's still ugly. <laughs> so it's actually like more modernized, but it's still it's. I, I enjoy the shit out of it. It's an amazing game, but I can understand why some people don't like it. I mean, it's one of those things, too, where, like, Kyle and I have a nostalgia for a lot of these games, whereas if you don't have that nostalgia, I could actually see somebody's point of view. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between a game just being released. It's coming out tomorrow. We're mm-hmm. running the Best Buy. We're getting it. We're running home, and we're throwing it in the system. Oh, my God. Opposed to, let's just buy it on eBay, like, ten years after it's been released. <laughs> Let me uh, steal my copy from GameStop where I work. There we go. (laughs) I bought my N64. I did not pay for my games. (laughs) I still have my box for my Ocarina of Time. So do I. Collector's Edition. Yeah. It's mint. I have my my Majora's Mask has a box. My my Ocarina of Time, I I just have the manual. So Majora's Mask, I'm glad you threw that in there. That's a game I couldn't get into. Me neither. You know, it's funny. Everyone hated that when it was new. And now it's like everyone's, oh, Majora's Mask. It's like, you, this was not a popular game when it came out. Well, what do you think? I'm, you know, I I don't really like N64. I was just saying, if she, <laughs> thinks, if she thinks that the Orcrean of Time that. was fugly, then she's not going to like the Majora's Mask version. Yeah. Um, so I was going to compare it to like Final Fantasy VII, kind of like aging-wise. Yeah. That's an ugly game, too. Oh, <laughs> oh Final Fantasy VII. We've <laughs> like, talked about it on the podcast. Virtual Fighter era. Like. We've talked about Final Fantasy VII on the podcast, yeah. how it hasn't held up. Blockheads, yeah. Yeah. I, we've, you've talked about it with me, so that wasn't that long ago we bitched about it. Yeah, so it's the same kind of deal. Yeah. And, I mean, Majora's Mask is another one that they gave the um, upgraded treatment to, where they refined all the polygons, so it actually looks decent on the 3DS. Yeah. They needed it. I tried playing it, though. And I got further than I did on the 64 back in the day, but I, I, I can't get into it. It's it's that whole... You don't like the, re- the time resetting retreading thing? Retreading your steps every, like, for three days. It's just, it's not interesting to me enough to keep me going. I want an epic yeah. quest when I'm playing. Even just the mask thing, like, what the fuck? Like, why? Yeah. Like, where did that come from? That was never in a Zelda. I guess you had the little Pikachu mask in the Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that was it. I think that opened up a weird can of worms. Some random person decided they had a mask fetish. And- that Majora's Mask is definitely the Zelda 2 of the later era Zeldas. It That's is. a good way to yeah. put it. The black sheep. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and now the neckbeards have uh, garnered onto it. We love that game. It's amazing. Like, you didn't buy it, you fucktards. It's like, we love the Dreamcast. It's amazing. You didn't buy it back in the day. That's why it tanked. No one bought it. Well, no. You know what? People bought the Dreamcast back in the day. That wasn't the issue. People just didn't buy the games. Mm hmm. Yes, they bought Sonic Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. They bought Sonic Adventure and then they pirated and burned the shit out of their games and didn't and... realize that they were killing their beloved system in the meantime. Yeah. Sega was like, okay, it's the Genesis, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, it's the 32X, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, it's the Sega CD, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, it's the Saturn. It's like, okay, you gotta, guys gotta quit doing this. <laughs> no one believed in the Dreamcast when it came out because they pulled the rug out from under every console they'd ever had. I'll never yeah. forget, my, my buddy got a Sega CD and he got Sewer Shark. 
<laughs> all the whole block, all of us, all thought Sega CD sucks dick. Well, yeah. And that none of us even wanted a piece of it because it was, and it was like, look at this shit. And then Sega Saturn comes out. My buddy gets Daytona, and we're all like, "The fuck is this?" Like, that's how one little game can like yeah. totally yeah. obliterate the whole scene. Meanwhile, I didn't discover the Saturn existed until like 1999, and it was already dead. <laughs> hey, Kyle, do, do you remember when we talked to our one buddy that we used to jam with, Josh? Oh yeah, good old Josh. And he, and he told us like he traded his entire, I think it was his entire Super Nintendo collection. And, like, 30 games so he could get the Sega CD when it launched. And it came with, like, Sherlock Holmes or something. (laughs) That's when you want to grab a knife and just slit your throat. Like, for real. I would have liked Sherlock Holmes, but I would not have traded all my games for it. Like, he traded everything and he got fucking Sherlock Holmes. And our cousin did that, too. He traded everything to get the 32X. He traded all his NES, Adventure Island 2, Contra... And shit like that to get a 32X with Virtua Fighter. He's like, <laughs> he's like, this sucks. He played it for five minutes. You know, I had a copy of Virtua Fighter. I can't even give it away. <laughs> right. It, it was a box, complete game. I could not get anyone to even take it. That's that's what they call negative market value. Uh, it was actually popularized by Jar Jar Binks. Like his the Jar Jar Binks action figure. Like you can't even sell it to somebody. You you have to give them money to take it. See, Daria, that, that Virtual Fighter is exactly what Nintendo A Secret Santa's for. <laughs> <laughs> That's th- see, I I feel bad doing that to people. Of course, I've never been paired up with someone I don't like. So well, you just you just add the uh, you just add how much the value is because you have to do up to a certain value and you try to get them something that's on their list and then you um, give them some extras. Yeah, see, this is why I quit doing Secret Santa, because this is what I got stuck... This is what I've gotten stuck with two years in a row, is people giving me their garbage games while I'm, like, trying to piece together someone else's beloved... Like, what would this person love? See, that's how I am. Then you get so disappointed when it's like, really? (laughs) (laughs) And then the person I give to doesn't even thank me, so it's like, yeah, fuck all of you. Yeah, fuck the world, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, everyone just sucks. I'm getting fucked (laughs) both ways. I'm getting tag team fucked. People just aren't grateful or cool. Like it's it's definitely rare. You've never done the uh, Nintendo Age one though, Daria. No. That's the thing. Oh no no no! See, I've seen the people signing up for the Nintendo Age. There are way too many members. You guys might the mods might be setting you guys up together with people that you love, and you guys are all buddy buddy. But there's a lot of newbies on there that are out to just get your shit. It's a fucking feeding frenzy right now. And uh, my luck, I'd be paired up with one of them. Well, well, how you do Nintendo Age one is you just get. You go off their list, you get them something that they want from the list that's around the value, and then you can also throw in a ton of bonus items, including, like, a virtual fighter, like a bunch of box games that would be cool, but you don't necessarily want it. They might. Oh, my son ate the box. It's no longer boxed. But you're still (laughs) giving them something that they want, and then on top of it, they get extra stuff, and whether they want that or not, it's extra. It's like what Kyle said before you. If you complain about extra shit, then fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, who's going to complain that you got too much stuff? So, But the extra stuff is stuff that you can't use. Like, I'm going to go through and look for, for my secret saying, I'm going to look for a bunch of stuff that I don't, I'm not necessarily interested in, but they might be. You want a copy of Virtua Fighter? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, trust me, I have a 32X version of Virtua Fighter that I need to get rid of, too. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can send him two. Yeah, take it all. Send him two copies. Tons of copies. Of- I got a virtual racer too. He can nice. <laughs> Do like a 32x. I didn't even say I have one. Well, now you're starting to collect for it. Congratulations. <laughs> I think every year on Sega Age, I get like a bunch of random like bootleg games and stuff, which has been pretty cool though. Like I got Lord of the Rings and stuff like that oh, on the wow. Genesis, and it's actually a, a it's a beat 'em up. It's a beat 'em up, <laughs> and it's uh, okay. I thought it was something like that. It's solid. I mean, it's not bad. You know what I really like about Zelda, and I've come to realize? What's that? I'm not big on Nintendo Zelda. Like, I like the, like I said, I like the first one. Okay. I love the first one. Yeah. And then after that, it's, I like Capcom's take on Zelda. <laughs> I come to, those are my favorite now. Now, did, did you play the Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons? Yeah, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of, uh, of Seasons, and Four Swords, and uh, Minish Cap. Was another one that they did, and, and technically, Link to the Past, I think, was co-like made with whoever did for the Bell, the Frog Tolls, or whatever. They did that game, <laughs> and that was actually translated, fan translated, and it has the little Prince Valiant or something like that, who was in Link to the Past, little prince. He was actually in that other game, and that game is weird too because it's like Zelda, except for when you go to an enemy, you like walk into him and scrap. And you both arbitrarily lose some hit points, and then you beat them and continue on. Like, it's almost like Ease style, where you bump into somebody. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like uh, Wise or Ease or... Yeah, but there's no way to, like, avoid hits in that game, so it's, like, one of those things where... Oh, it's like fucking Hydlid. Hydlid. I hate Hydlid. Everyone hates <laughs> <laughs> it does have a very guttural sound, doesn't it? I like. I like throw up all over the fucking universe. Throw up as you say it. Let your mouth a little bit. <laughs> you It's gonna highlight. <laughs> so I think with my um my action RPG Zelda clone shrine, I'm gonna stick more with the traditional rip-off games, not, like, just, like, anything that might be influenced by the series. Like, I want to 
definitely hit the. You could definitely just do a shrine of ripoff games. Yeah, the new new utopias and the those types. Yeah. Do you have egg? Egg. What's that for? Dreamcast. Egg. Um, is that like elemental? Elemental gimmick gear. Yeah, I do have that one. I'm pretty sure. I didn't know that was I'm a ripoff. Pretty sure that's a straight up Zelda clone. Really. I think because everybody was telling me Darksiders was a Zelda clone, and I didn't. Yes. I didn't really yes. see that. Too I told much. you that. That was me. Hidden gems right here. Well, I don't think you were the first. Darksiders, yeah. Darksiders is a blatant Zelda clone. Sweet. Wow. Man, I, I don't think you were the first one, but I know you explained it on the podcast. Yeah. And it's Darksiders two as well. Hey, so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't have Darksiders two, so that's. I don't either. I need to buy. I should buy that someplace. It's probably like five dollars. I ended up getting it. It was one of the free. Uh, downloadable games for Xbox Gold at one point. Yeah, I, I still Let's have a digital copy. I still would need a physical. Well, I do too. I'm just yeah. It's it's one of those things that like, for free. I definitely should play. Or Highland. And the thing that sucks with like newer generation consoles is none of the systems seem to have enough space. So when you get the free games and shit, like you can't keep them too long. No. Like I have Dunk on Country Tropical Freeze, and it's like maxing out my Wii U on space. <laughs> it's like I gotta like delete shit just to save. Uh, I canceled my Xbox Gold, so I don't get those anymore. Yeah, I subscribe to some of that shit, and yeah, I I don't even have enough space. Like I got. Three games, buy two, get one free. So when I got Fallout 4 and Halo 5, I also got Destiny. Because same people that play Halo 5 want to play Destiny online. And I can't yep. even install the motherfucker because it's too big for the hard drive. So I haven't even installed Jeez. it. So eventually when they want to play Destiny, I'm going to have to like, delete another game. That's a pain in the ass. And I have Rare Replay on there that I have like 20 games I need to fucking play. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Do you have Newtopia 2? I do not have part 2. That's Okay, I was about to tell you go fuck yourself, no. but that's you're redeemed. Yeah, I have Newtopia 1. Yeah, so so do I. Not boxed, but I have it with, no. with the jewel. I only have two games yeah. boxed for my Turbo and it is Final Zone 2, which was an episode, and oh. um Fantasy Zone. I have Cosmic Fantasy 2 and Exile. Sealed. Is is Cosmic Fantasy 2 kind of common? Because I know I saw that one as yes. well. Yes. Uh, Working Designs, apparently the story goes that they actually produced more copies of these two games than there existed systems to play them. <laughs> so they are extremely cheap up. and extremely common. That's funny because I think we saw that at like Uncle John's Flea Market or something. I saw like Cosmic Fantasy 2, what the fuck is that? I looked at it and I was like, eh, I don't know. It's a role playing game. It's a working designs role playing game. It's... It was a choice between that or Final Zone Two, and I know Final Zone Two is like such bad voice acting that it would be pretty fun. <laughs> that I, I had to go Final Zone Two. Always budget minded. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Were you able to? Uh, you said you knew somebody from Working Designs. Were you able to track them down? I I sent you the email. I sent him a message because I, I sent him a private message on the forum. Never fucking responded. Huh. So. I'm going to have to, like, call him out, I guess, <laughs> either on Twitter or just publicly in the forum. Yeah. So I don't know if he just didn't have the time or if he doesn't read his messages. or Probably that, yeah. Just needs a nudge. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's the same thing with trying to get the guys from, like, um, Wisdom Tree on the podcast. Like, I got a couple responses, and one guy was like, oh, 
contact this guy. I contact the other guy, and he didn't respond. So I was like, the person I could get to respond past the buck. It's like, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely Newtopia is going to go on the um, the side. But the thing is, I have a Turbo Graphics section, too. So I think I will have a blatant clone shelf, though. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. Golden Axe Warriors, awesome. Yeah, I don't have a copy of Golden Axe Warriors. So. Now, here's a question. Mm-hmm. You're having Zelda clones. Mm-hmm. Would that include Zelda 2 clones? Like, do you want to put Battle of Olympus and Rambo on Rambo, your shelf for yes. Zelda 2? No. no. <laughs> I actually love Battle of Olympus. Yeah, Battle of Olympus isn't bad, but no, I'm talking about Legend of Zelda or Legend of the I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, you should just have a little section where it's like Zelda 2 well, sitting there. Well, because like, then, then we would jump down that evil path of 3D, like, oh, Darksiders is basically a Zelda clone. Like, I don't even think I'm going to do Orcarina time clones. I think it's going to be straight up, like, retro style. Okay. So, and I mean, some newer games. I mean, I mean, one that we mentioned, which was uh, Shining Wisdom. I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely still top down, even though it's in a 3D moving era. Like they move toward 3D. Like that's still. I'm looking on the back of the box right now. It's it looks like yeah, Zelda. Yeah. No, that's that's the regular Zelda. Yeah. Zelda Two is a weird phenomenon. I mean, some people just think the game is so fucking hard. So one dude's like, I must have played the first palace boss 20 times. Really. Really? And I can't even beat the second palace boss, and I played him 40 times in a row. Like, Some people just think that game is like excruciatingly difficult. I, I never thought that. See, I know some people thought it was hard because they thought they like it was cryptic. Oh, like where to go and what to do. Yeah. Until I got to Death Mountain, I think it was all right. Once I got to Death Mountain, I didn't care for it. I, I got to the... I didn't beat the game because my battery got corrupted, but I got to the end of it when I was six, so I don't think it's hard. <laughs> And I suck at games. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe six-year-old me was better. <gasps> oh, Star Tropics. Star Tropics is fucking hard. Yeah, that game's hard. Yeah, that game needs to go on your shelf. I have, uh, I have Star Tropics and Zoda's Revenge CIB. Yeah, so do I. I've never played Zoda's Revenge. Is that one really hard too? Or I, I never have either, but I assume it's more of the same. Um, it's a little, it's it's a little different. Yeah, that those games definitely are, are Zelda style. I mean, made by Nintendo, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, Zelda's Revenge is different than Star Tropics. It's not as good, and they um they changed it. And Star oh. Tropics was the first issue of Nintendo Power ever got mailed to my house. Huh. Mine was Vice Project Doom. And it was out of order because then after that I got Mega Man Three, which actually comes before Star Tropics. But I got that like after I had Star Tropics already. I'm like, why the fuck am I getting this older one? But I guess it was like a, a when I started the subscription, it was just like a bonus. I got an extra one. Sometimes, yeah, weird shit like that happens. I have every issue Nintendo Power now, so it's a pretty awesome little milestone for me. Yeah, especially the first issue is worth a shit ton. That's the one that's worth a hundred, two hundred bucks. But it's like I I only display the um. I considered the first run of Nintendo Power when they had the original logo. And that was like up till like Mortal Kombat 2, I think. They had they still had Nintendo in there at that point too. Um, after that they kind of transitioned away from NES and I consider that the end of the first era of Nintendo Power. Now, did you get sleeve protectors for those? Yeah, it's like little magazine protectors, bag and box, like comic book style, but they're magazine sized. Yeah, that's essential. 
Yeah, absolutely. I haven't actually dug those out, and I don't really have a spot for those on the new, in the new game room. So I got to figure out where I'm going to put those. So that's the question. Well, I don't think there's going to be a spot for a massive amount of magazines, unfortunately. Yeah, that is a lot of space. Well, because before I had them, and they covered an entire shelf, um, a bigger wooden shelf, and now I have my HDTV on top of that shelf. So it's like there's no spot for it. Because like in the new game room, like I got a ton of fucking room, but like I don't think I have a space for the magazines. I mean, unless on my the one where my Zelda all my Zelda shit's going to go maybe on the bottom of that or something. Cause it's heavy too. You don't want to put it like on a riggedy shelf. Paper is always heavy as fuck. Yeah. Paper and water are like two heaviest things. But I do think though, that I'm going to go with that mentality that, all right, so everything that's going to be in the final out in my game room type thing, everything else that's not out is expendable at that point. It's not worthy of being displayed when I have a giant game room. Like it might not be worth, <laughs> having in storage for freaking years, you know what I mean? I don't hold on to stuff just to hold on to stuff. I hold on to stuff that means something to me. That's cool. <laughs> I could do a display of Dragonware. That'd look cool. Yeah. I don't have a game room, though. Yeah, I definitely have the game room. My daughter plays in here. We play Amiibos, and she has a, a treasure chest filled with video game stuff that I let, that, that she can play with. I've had it for a long time. Kyle's actually seen it before. But I have, like, my Mega Man action figures from back in the day that are actually worth a shit ton now. But she plays with those. And so I have, like, the first <laughs> series of those. And, like, a bunch of stuff. There's some Godzilla figures and Marty McFly and <laughs> crazy shit in there. It's all retro 80s stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I don't have any of my old toys. Me and Kyle held on to pretty much everything. We're freaking ridiculous and i'm trying to get out of that mentality because i move around so fucking much yeah and it's, it's tough when i have a lot of cool shit i don't want to get rid of anything that i might want to play later but on the other side it's like with the ever drives i should probably cut the fat a little actually i think that i have all my stuffed animals my son has all those now nice nice he has more stuffed animals than any little boy should probably have well, <laughs> well my daughter definitely doesn't anymore because i had to uh Put them in trash bags. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> you know, my dad also tried the trick with me once, but I mean, I was in the fourth grade, I yeah, think. Older. I was older. So it didn't really have the same impact because I just went out to the dumpster and got all my shit back. <laughs> <laughs> I just waited until he wasn't mad anymore. I was like, I'm getting my stuff back. <laughs> yeah, so basically my my daughter... um had a messy room, like couldn't even see the floor with all her toys. And we just moved anyway. So she doesn't even have access to all her toys. So basically um, when I was on my drive home, cause I have like a you know, 45 minute commute home. I just told my wife, Andrea, I'm like, Hey, just tell London that when daddy gets home, whatever's on the floor from your toys, he's going to throw them out. So basically what happened was, is I, I got home and, London didn't pick up any of her toys, and I just told her and gave her a second chance, and I said, hey, London, if you, um, whatever you don't pick up on your toys, when we get done eating dinner, I'm going to put them in a trash bag and get rid of them. And she goes, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> and she and oh. she kind of, like, ignored me and started changing the subject, and so went and 
you know, did whatever and ate dinner. And as soon as dinner was over, I got up, went over to her room and started taking all her stuffed animals, putting those all in a trash bag. And she comes in there and watches me. She's like, I'm not mad. I'm happy. <laughs> and oh. and so she's talking reverse she's psychology talking, failed she's talking child. smack while i'm doing it and um then i start moving over to her toys and i put those all in the box and then i got i i, I took the um stuffed animals out to the living room and i took the box and put it up in where she didn't see it and i i put it up in the closet and later on i was over here and i i think that was the night i was playing halo 5 and I guess London went over to my wife and goes, Mommy, I'm mad. Daddy took all my toys and threw them in the garbage. <laughs> so she told like my wife that it was funny. And so it was pretty, pretty hilarious. And then later on, she said she told my wife that she's going to steal her toys back. And I guess she she saw the bag of the stuffed animal. She took it. She uh-huh. took it and moved it like into her room or something, and like was sitting in them. And my wife just showed me a picture of it or something. And of course, she she took it back. <laughs> of course, but um, yeah. And basically, when I got home like the next day, because because basically at that point, like she was asleep, and you know, I went, I wake up early and work. Uh, six to two. So I get home and first thing she says, my daughter usually says, daddy gives me a hug or whatever. This time she says, you're not going to throw away my toys. <laughs> That's what she said to me. In the like yesterday is what she said to me. It was hilarious. And so I was like, no, as long as mommy says your room's good, you, we're not going to throw any toys. I was like, make sure your room's clean. And she's been pretty well behaved today. Um, I guess she was being well behaved for my wife and she's being, a little turd with me a little bit, but not, but she's been fine, like mess wise and everything. So we shall see. But I mean, my thing is though, is that like, I am going to use this to remove some of the garbagey McDonald's level toys out of her. So I mean, she doesn't have a ton of crap. And then when she gets it back, it's going to be like, I'm going to make it a big deal that I'm giving her toys back. However, she needs to keep her room clean and we'll see how that works. I mean, in, in the end, if I get, you know, angry or something. I'll just put it up in the crawl space above the house. She'll never be able to get them. So I, I can, I can barely get up there. My wife can't even get up there, so she won't ever be able to get them. So, and as I'm not throwing away toys that I paid money for, that's yeah. ridiculous. Like I will, I'll make them disappear for a long time though. <laughs> like, that's not an issue at all. But it, but it's just it's just funny because as Kyle's mentioned, my my daughter is super super smart and she's a little manipulator. It's <laughs> really funny. Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at vgbspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a phone number. It is 262264VGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text message, um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see you later. Woo! Later. Later.